Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bucks never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin, along with my guy, Bucks Superfan. He is Nathan Marzion. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. Uh, always has some good takes, lots and lots of numbers. If you're a stats guy, he's got numbers on everybody. Everybody. It could be anybody in the NBA. You could tweet him like, hey, what kind of numbers you got on this dude? You'd find something, find something fun, interesting. He tweeted at you, then get like 500 retweets and it'd blow up and become viral. And you would be the one that started the whole thing by asking some random question about some random dude that nobody cares about, but, but you. And then Marzian would be fully invested in that player and finding everything he could. He really is something, uh, Nathan Marzian. Uh, all right. So we got to do the Twitter poll question of the day, which involves uh, one Doc Rivers. Uh, we'll do that uh, as the second topic. A trade idea by Nate Jones, an NBA guy uh, that came up earlier in the week. We're going to do it on Tuesday. We ran out of time. So we are going to try coming up. I am hearing echo. I don't know if I'm hearing echo or if you don't hear anything on your side. Nope. Oh boy! Uh, I hope boy. we don't have an extra podcast. podcast again. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, so latest so, names in the Bucks coaching search uh, that we're going to do here uh, is a couple of names uh, from Yahoo uh, that came up that I found interesting. Uh, one of the names we we knew because it came out on Twitter was Kelvin Sampson, Houston Cougars head coach, formerly uh, Bucks assistant coach. And I will simply say this. I uh, have had the pleasure of talking to Kelvin Sampson numerous times when he was here last time, came on the radio show with me a couple of times. Uh, big Kelvin Sampson fan. I know he got in trouble in college basketball and so forth, and that's why he was in the NBA to begin with. Uh, but he took a Houston program and made them a national power as well. I also have an understanding of the fact that his teams tend to get bounced probably earlier than they should. I get that, but he's never had a chance to be an NBA head coach necessarily uh, to the level we're talking about. And because he's had a relationship with Giannis uh, and Middleton, not who, but Giannis and Middleton, I would think that both of those guys feel comfortable if they decide to go the way of Calvin Sampson, which to me, I'm fine with, doesn't bother me. On Twitter, I put out, I'm good with this if this is the way they decide to go. Several people are not happy with Calvin Sampson if that's the way they decide to go at the end of the day. Nathan Marzian, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't love that personally, but I'm not. it's not as bad as some of the other ones, I would say. Um, and yeah, he was assistant coach for the Bucks back when Scott Skiles was coach. And um, so there's some connection to the Bucks there. And, and you know, that's definitely a, an advantage. But I don't know. I I still would much rather, I think my four guys right now, 
that I think are realistic candidates are um, Ty Lue, Kenny Atkinson, Nick Nurse, and I'm, I'm clearly blanking on my fourth guy. Who's another? Who's the other? Who's the, who's the Miami Heat? Oh yeah, Chris Quinn. Yes, yeah, those are the four guys. Those the are the more people I, I talk say. to about Chris Quinn. Uh, the more positive feedback I hear from fans of, yep, that's my guy too. Well, I'm getting a lot of Chris Quinn being a lot of guys, people's uh, choice because he comes from the Miami Heat. And you see what the Miami Heat are doing right now. Uh, they take game one against the Boston Celtics. They're doing it without Tyler Hero. Uh, and they're doing it without Oladipo. And it's really Jimmy Butler and a cast of thousands right now getting it done. And let me bring up to Nathan Marzian. Before the Bucks series, Nathan Marzian pointed out, or during the Bucks series, that they were 27th in the league in shooting threes, that this will never last. Dude, it's lasting. I mean, it's lasted all the way to this point now of them shooting threes. So you just wonder now if we have to change our tune going into postseason going forward as far as what somebody does during the regular season uh, versus what very well may occur in the postseason because they're taking their regular season numbers, crumpling them up all into a ball, throwing them out, are the Miami Heat and playing like a completely different team, Nathan. I will say they didn't shoot great in the Knicks series, but that also makes it more impressive that, you know, they didn't shoot well. Jimmy wasn't amazing in that series, and they still were – they won fairly easily. I mean, they were up 3-1, 1-6. and six. So, honestly, that makes it more impressive to me that it's not just them getting, you know, red hot and staying red hot the entire time, that they went, you know, a series where they weren't hot. And, um, I mean, even with the Knicks series, talent-wise – I think the Knicks are probably better than them, like talent wise on paper, you know, and they still just, they they fight hard. They play hard for, for coach Spolstra. And, um, you know, it, it's really just, yeah, like you said, it, it, it's something that you have to look at next year and be like, okay, regular season does not matter that much. You know, winning and losing doesn't matter that much. It's just about, you know, playing your right, playing your best at the right time. And, you know, there's stuff you can look for in the regular season. There's, there's, I think with the bucks, you know, I, I'm not at all saying that I didn't, you know, that I thought that they were going to lose it all, but there were definitely some signs there that, okay, maybe this team isn't quite at the championship point that we hope they are at. Now they still had a really talented team. They still thought they were going to make it at least to the conference finals. But um, I mean, we struggled closing some games this year. We struggled against good competition this year. Like that's kind of the stuff you look for rather than just how many games you're winning, how many games you're losing, what seed are you like that stuff is not as important as the real playoff stuff, you know, which guys off the bench are playing well and do they seem like they can be playoff contributors? And like I said, closing out games, how do you look? Um, stuff like that. So yeah, you just, it, it completely changes, you know, kind of the, the whole dynamic of the season and what you're looking at and you got to give them credit. I mean, yeah, they're right now. They just, they've come to play at the right time. They've stepped up. Their role players have stepped up a ton. Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, those guys were not good in the regular season and they're playing awesome right now. Max Drews. So you just got to give them some credit. I mean, that, that's a heck of a heck of a job of them to go from a really team that was basically dead almost in the play-in where they were trailing late against the Bulls and looked like they were almost you know going to be eliminated, and all of a sudden they're in the conference finals and already up one zero. I forgot who it was that I saw it. somebody put out there. Uh, apparently, Portland fans want to trade Damian Lillard now. Uh, somebody put out there on Twitter a trade involving Lillard to the Heat, uh, and they would give up going back the other way. Hero. Um, and a couple of those guys uh, that you just mentioned, as well as first-round picks. Uh, what would it be in 2025, 2027, and 2023 or something like that in order to get Dame Lillard? If you're the Heat, 
with as much success as you've had to this point with this group, would you you explore that giving up three number one picks and three players, players, one including including Ty Hero, uh, in uh, order to get that deal done and get Lillard? And if you're Portland, Portland, would you do that? I don't think Portland does it because I think, I don't know. I think you can get more for Dame, honestly. Like, I don't think if you're looking for trying to get young talent, the Heat are not necessarily that team. Um, you can get picks from them, you know, whatever. But, like, I just don't think they have any young guys that you're super, super excited about. So, I don't think Portland does it. I would do it if I was Miami. Just if you could get Lillard and to pair with Jimmy and Bam, like, that's a, you know, because obviously it's nice to have a good coach and a coach that can take a mediocre talent team this far and, you know, really make them compete. Okay. Now give him an, a, a really talented team. I mean, you're going to probably win the title. So it's like, I don't know. I, I think anytime you can do that without giving up again, it's not like they're giving up a ton of young talent or anything. Yes. You're giving up some assets in your picks, but like, I don't know. Hero is not anything crazy. I mean, he's a nice player, but he's not anything that you're, I don't think you're going to be missing out on much down the road, giving up. I don't think he's going to get much better than he is right now. Um, and then, yeah, they don't really have any other young guys besides that young, young, talented guys. So, um, yeah, I just don't think Portland does it because I think there are other, other teams. And same with when they people try to say that they're going to trade him to the Bucks. It's like they're going to trade him. They're going to trade him to a team that has really young, you know, talent that they can acquire plus picks because he's Damian Lillard. He's not, you know, they're not just going to give him up for a couple picks and some scrubs. Like that's not going to happen. Lillard saw it. Lillard uh, tweeted, got involved, and Lillard said, "You don't want me here? Start a petition and send it in." It's kind of like the, the, the shrugging emoji if you don't want me here. That, that dude has had every opportunity to tell them, trade me. And Lillard has not done that. Lillard consistently has said that he wants to play in Portland. He wants to turn it around in Portland. And now to have the fan base, it sounds like kind of turning on him is crazy. Then you have the conversation coming from the front office, apparently to the writers of the number three pick is on the table in Portland. And they want to trade the pick to get a vet to come in here and help Damian Lillard versus making that pick and having another young guy to add to that staff. I don't know what type of veteran player you can get for number three overall in this draft. The two and three guys are both really good. All right. So you're going to have Scoot and you're going to have Miller from Alabama. Those are two and three, whichever order they go. So whoever's left at three, you're going to get one of those two guys. Uh, I don't know how viable that pick is, but it sounds like the front office is going to try and get another really good player to go with Lillard. Does three get you Bradley Beal? Right? Maybe. See, there's, there's no way if I'm the Blazers, I'm trying to – I would almost do the opposite where I would use three and try to trade Lillard and then just kind of restart rather than like, let's try to get another guy to pair with Lillard. I just, I don't see them as being one guy away necessarily from winning a title. Like, and I mean, if you can get some other superstar to pair with him, yes. But like, again, like a, like a Beal or someone, you're not going to win a championship with Damon Lillard and Bradley Beal. Like that's not happening. Um, All right, let's move on in our coaching search. Uh, Next guy up also reported wizards assistant, Joseph Blair, who coached Rio Grande Valley to the 2019 G League Championship. I saw this come across from Woj, I believe it was. I quote tweeted and said, I have no idea on this one. 
Uh, and I, I don't have any idea on this dude whatsoever. Being attached to the Wizards doesn't give me a lot of hope that you're any good. Uh, to be frank, if you're an assistant on that staff, because the Wizards aren't that good. Uh, Marzion, uh, I'm going to ask you. I'm guessing you don't know anything either about said dude. Correct. Yeah. I. How can you really say anything about the guy? Like, I mean, if if you, I feel like anyone who wants to act like they know anything about the guy, it's like you're lying. Come on. Okay, speaking of knowing anything about a guy, how about Will Weaver? Uh, sources told Yahoo Sports uh, will also interview for the Bucks job. The head coach of Paris Basketball of LNBA Pro A, who once piloted the Long Island Nets. Uh, I don't know anything about Will Weaver either, Nathan Marzian. I'm sure you're all about this, this team in Paris. I'm sure you have numbers you can give me. Uh, what do we know about this, dude? So Will Weaver is 20-2. and two. In one score games in his career, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I was going to say, if that's real, I'm going to kill you. No, I don't know about this guy. (laughs) So you don't know anything either? No, absolutely nothing. I mean, again, these guys are just like, whatever. I mean, if they end up hiring someone like that, like you must have just been super impressed by him. And honestly, like, you'll just be like, whatever. I'll trust what they apparently know about the guy, but I, I don't know anything about him. So how can I really have an opinion? All right, let's move on. You know something about this guy, Raptors assistant coach Adrian Griffin. He's already interviewed for the Bucks job, and of course, he was an assistant coach on this Bucks staff before, former NBA player. Uh, Adrian Griffin, when he was here, super nice dude, uh, knowledgeable dude. I don't know if that's the guy I want, but similar to Calvin Sampson, has that relationship with Giannis, has that relationship with Middleton. He's been here. He's been a part of it, so I would think... Because you've had that relationship, that probably helps you a little bit going forward. I really hope that they don't. I want them to value, and we talked about this last episode, but it's like I want them to value the X's and O's and not necessarily the relationship stuff and not necessarily the, you know, how likable you are and all that stuff. Like we don't, we have the culture in place. We don't need a culture guy. We don't need a a guy that's going to, get along with everyone necessarily super well. It's like, we need just a schematically good coach that, you know, makes the right adjustments and the guy that on the court is good. And like, that's really all I care about. So yeah, like this kind of stuff, I'm just like, I don't want them hiring someone because you know, they, Oh, Giannis and them know him. And like, no, come on, let's, it, this is the NBA. Like let's hire a guy. That's a really good basketball coach. And you know, the rest of the stuff, it's like, as you're, I mean, again, we have such a likable team. I find it impossible that, you know, a, a coach could come in here and like not get along with this team and not, you know, this team be disconnected or something like it just, it would take something catastrophic for that to happen in my opinion. So that's why I'm just like, I, I don't, I'm not worried about that stuff at all. I just want a schematically good coach. Here's another one. I don't know anything about Suns associate head coach, Kevin Young. I've seen no reports on him whatsoever, but in this Yahoo piece, uh, they are saying that Kevin Young is another guy uh, that's involved in this deal with the Phoenix Suns. His head coach got can Monty Williams, who of course has been linked uh, to the bucks as well. To me, this is kind of like Charles, right? So if you think Bud's really good and you trust Bud and what he's taught his young guys, Kenny Atkinson, former Bud assistant, a lot of people want Kenny Atkinson, uh, then Charles Lee makes sense. He's a finalist for the Pistons job. Same goes with this young dude. If you think Monty Williams was really good at what Monty Williams did and trust Monty Williams' system and what he does, then you probably like this Kevin Young guy. That would be my guess going forward. Do I know anything about this dude? I know zilch about this dude. Marzian, he's got stuff from back when he was in high school. What do you got, Marzian? 
I don't have anything. I got nothing. I do want to say this. There is a one, there's a name that has gained some, some traction lately. And it's a, it's a good one. Um, Ty Lu. I think Ty Lu. I think it's becoming a little more realistic. I'm telling nope. you right now. They, I saw a report yesterday that they're working on an extension for Ty Lu to keep him in LA. I'm not sold on that. I, I do think that there is at least a decent chance, like one that it's not just something that you can brush off and something that you can say that's never going to happen. I think, I think it's a real possibility. And so I'm just going to put that out there. And that's one of the guys, like I said, that I would really want. So why? Because he's, I mean, he's got not only the, I think he's got most of what you need. He's got the championship experience. He is a player's coach. So if you are worried about, Oh, you know, we need to make sure we get someone the guys like he can, he's, he can do that. I think he's honestly one of the better coaches in the league. He just has been in a place that's pretty impossible for a coach to really be that successful when you have all the injuries that happen in LA and all the kind of dysfunction that it's happened there. It's like, there's no coach that could have honestly taken them any further than they already went with, with those players and how you know few games they played and all that. So I've always thought of him as a really good coach. I've always liked him. I've always, you know, just, it, it, again, he's someone that with, with all these guys, I'm looking at, okay, you know, do I like them more than Bud? Do I trust them in the playoffs more than Bud? Him, I for sure do. Atkinson, I do. Um, and then with Nick Nurse and with Chris Quinn, like those are guys that I'm like more, definitely more excited about than Bud. Whereas everyone else would kind of be like, okay, it's different. Is it necessarily better or worse? Like, I don't, I, I don't really know. I don't think, you know, I, I can't really say definitively if it is. And so it's like, I don't want that. You know, I, I've, if we're going to change coaches in the middle of Giannis's prime, I want it to be someone that I'm, you know, definitely more confident in. So I think Ty Lue is one of those guys. All right, let's move on to topic number two, our Twitter poll question of the day. Uh, every Thursday, Nathan Marzian on Twitter at Nathan Marzian, he uh, puts out his Twitter poll question of the day. And then we go over the results and discuss the results and discuss our opinions on the Twitter poll question today. Don't forget, you can download Green and Growing on your Odyssey app uh, for free and cost you anything. Or you can download wherever you download your favorite podcast. And then on the uh, Odyssey Sports YouTube page from time to time, we'll throw up uh, these Green and Growing podcasts as well. Nathan Marzian, do tell. What was the question today? So this is a guy we talked about on the last podcast. Doc Rivers, thoughts on him as the Bucks' next coach? And the options are either good, indifferent, bad, or horrible. Um, you would ask me to do yes or no in terms of like, do you want him? And I was like, I just know if I do yes or no, it's going to be like 90% no. But there are different levels to no. There's a no. There's a no where it's like absolutely not. And there's a no where it's, you know, are there worse options? Yes. You know, I don't, I don't completely hate it, you know, but it, it, I'm still against it. So I kind of wanted to have some, some room there to, to see the differences. So only 5% said good, 15% said indifferent, 39% said bad, and 42% said horrible. So um, like I said, you know, it ended up being 80% were either bad or horrible, uh, 5% good, and then 15% indifferent. So, um, you know, most people are against it. I would definitely fall in the bad category because it's like horrible to me is it's arguably the worst possible candidate you could you know put in there and I don't I don't think that's the case I definitely think it's bad I definitely don't think it's much better than Bud but you know if at all but again I think there are worse options out there I think again we talked about this on the last podcast I thought he was pretty good in this playoffs I, I didn't think he was you know the the main reason they lost in this playoffs but 
it's like with the track record of, you know, he won a title 15 years ago and hasn't made it. I don't even think he's been past the second round since and had, you know, several collapses and several times where their team just could not get over the hump. And it's like, again, that's the opposite of what we're looking for. You know, we're not looking for a guy that can get you there. We're looking for the guy that can get us over. And he just doesn't seem like he's that guy. So I'm, I'm definitely against it. But I, like I said, there are worse options out there because he at least has that experience and maybe giving him a, a star like Giannis could help things, but we'll see. I, I would like truth serum given to everybody involved in that decision. If they hire doc rivers, like I want to know the real damn reason because First of all, he doesn't go with the the team philosophy of we want to shoot a lot of threes because that's what the stat stat guys tell us. So that that he doesn't follow into that because he wasn't doing that. Uh, and his general manager was the guy that was Mr. Advanced Stats himself in Houston. And he still wasn't doing it. Or president, whatever the hell he is uh, over there, Maury. So he wasn't shooting threes then. And that was his boss's whole thing. He wasn't doing it. That's number one. Number two, the man is a choke. The, the fact that you won a championship as Boston is great. Bud won a championship in Milwaukee. I have a sneaking suspicion they're both going to be the same at the end. They're both going to be, all right, you did it once. But then after that, y'all went back to being who you were. And y'all couldn't figure it out in the playoffs. Y'all became a bunch of chokes in the playoffs. And listen, would Doc Rivers be good for the Bulls? Yeah, sure. Right? They moved on from Billy Donovan, which they're not going to. But if they did, yeah, get that team to the next level. Uh, would Doc be good for, say, Cleveland if they moved on from their coach? Yeah, that would make sense. But if you're talking about Doc and the aspiration is win a championship within a window, two, three years, I, I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. When we go into that Philly-Boston series, I said, no chance. no chance. Like Harden like and Doc Harden Rivers, Doc double Rivers, whammy double in the playoffs, not happening. Not happening. What happened? Harden <laughs> shrunk, and they yeah. lost. And as you pointed out last broadcast, it wasn't like he was horrible in the playoffs, but it's just been a thing now. I mean, the Clippers fiascos year after year there in the playoffs, that was horrible. And then he gets there, and they're just like, okay, you got two years left on your contract. We'll just pay you to pay you to go away. You can go somewhere else, and we're going to get somebody else. Now, that's Zantoni. I, I haven't know what to tell you about that, but I don't want I Doc. Don't want Doc. And, I, and I I agree that's probably not horrible. You're seeing a playoff team. Like if it's horrible, that means you're probably gonna have a lot of dysfunction in the locker room. Team's gonna be like a six or a seven seed, and it's gonna be a complete disaster. I don't think it'll be a complete disaster. I think they'll still be a top three seed. I think they'll still be a playoff team, but I'd have zero faith in them ever getting back to a finals as long as Doc Rivers is the coach. And I know Marquette fan base. I got a co-host. That's a Marquette guy. I know y'all love you some Doc and want Doc here because Doc's a good dude. And I'm not saying he's not a good dude. But a guy that can get you over the hump and win? Nope. I'm not there, man. I, I don't I don't believe in him, and I don't trust him. And if these owners decide that he's the guy, they better have a damn good reason of why this is going to be different than his last two stops where he folded quickly. Like, I, you better have something because it doesn't match up with anything you do. Like, Dan Tony would make more sense because Dan Tony's all about the three-point shot, getting up and down the floor and running and doing everything that you want to do. He makes more sense than Doc Rivers does at this point, Nathan. My question for you, and this isn't, I'm not at all advocating for Doc because yeah. I, I, we just, but we both agree. No. Um, you talk about, you know, getting a guy that runs and shoots threes and stuff. Now, do we want the three point, like, do we want that to stay, you know, a, a huge part of our offense like it has been, or do you want to go away from that a little bit? Me personally, if I had to say, I'm going away from it. 
but I know the guys that are in that front office love their advanced or they love yeah. their metrics and their numbers and numbers and all this stuff says three points would mean more than two. And we're going to shoot 43s a game and figure it out and da, 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 da. So that's where they're at. You know, the days of even Jason Kidd is in Dallas. They shot a ton of threes when he was here. No threes there. Shoot them pretty much now. Today's NBA. You're going to shoot threes unless you have some old school general manager, you know, that's a former player from the 90s that doesn't believe in it. Outside of that, these front offices are all going to tell you, you got to shoot threes. That's that's part of the game. What I'd like to see him shoot less. Yeah. Middleton's a great mid-range, mid-range jump shooter. Giannis should be able to get to the rim and he can work on his mid-range game versus jacking up dumb threes. Brooke Lopez is one of the best interior offensive players in the league and be able to do it. You've got three guys that can score at different levels, plus Drew Holiday's ability to get to the rim and finish uh, and do a little pull-up Drew Holiday. You've got enough guys that you don't have to throw up 30, 35 threes a game. You can throw up 15 the 23s and, and be perfectly fine at the end of the day. I I don't know. I, to me, this roster doesn't make sense to do it that way unless you add in a whole bunch of shooters. And you don't have the money to go out and do that. So this roster probably is going to look very similar as to what it looks like now. I do think, for me, just, I mean, they're naturally going to get a lot of threes because of Giannis, because it's going to open things up for them and, you know, that no matter how you run your offense, that's kind of going to happen. Like, even if you go more into the pick and rolls, it's like if you, if you run a Chris Giannis pick and roll more, which we hope they do, they're still going to collapse the paint, you know, on Giannis whenever he touches the ball. You know, if they, if we get him the ball in the paint, you know, off a pick and roll, which is ideal, like they're still going to collapse. It's still going to open things up in the corner and all that stuff. So for me, it's like, I don't know, they're going to shoot a lot of threes. I'm okay with that. I'm, you know, it depends on how they're doing it though. Are they just, forcing up threes or are they really just taking the threes that they get and you know as a result of good offense and getting good looks and everything so um i'm a but i am a big analytics guy so like i i like the you know three is greater than two and the you know taking that threes over the mid-range stuff like that i know you still have to have a mid-range game i know that's still something that you need to have a little bit but like for me that's a big reason why the sun's kind of flamed out a little bit to me is they just relied so heavily all year on the, the mid-range shot. And it's like, if you can't get to the hoop. And if you can't really shoot a ton of threes, you're not going to survive in this league. You're just not like, those are the two most valuable shots in the game. And like, analytically, those will get you the most points per possession. I don't care how good Katie is and Booker is at making those mid-range tough shots. It's like, that's not a way you win consistently, you know, just in the long run, like it's not going to happen. You can win a couple of games. They did, you know, they had a couple of games where Katie and Booker got red hot, couldn't miss. Okay. You're going to win some games, but like, again, over a series, over a season, like that's not going to work. They don't. And, and so I don't want to go too far away from any threes. I don't want to go to too much, you know, down low stuff. You know, you want to, you want to do that a little bit more, but it's like, I, I do think they need that good, healthy balance of threes because that's just, it's hard to keep up in this league. If you can't make threes, it really is. All right, let's go to the next topic. Uh, now, this originally was going to be a trade idea from Nate Jones, and it's going to be. But I have another trade idea that I saved from a different person on Twitter uh, from yesterday. This is from George Reister Third, uh, who is at. He is with uh, Fox Sports Radio, uh, created the Unafraid Show. It's got like 65,000 followers, whatever. This is what he tweeted. Here we go. I, I if you not- were the San Antonio Spurs and the Milwaukee Bucks call, and said, we will give you Giannis straight up for the number one pick. Lembignana. 
Are you taking a top 20 all-time player in his prime, meaning Giannis, or are you taking a lotto ticket and Wembenyama uh, straight up for Giannis and then have Wembenyama for however many years after that with Giannis only having a couple of years you know, left on his deal? This is a poll question. What percentage of George's followers do you think said Giannis? That they would rather keep Giannis than trade him. Straight up for Webinama. Marzian is smiling, rubbing his head with his face. How many votes? What'd you say? How many votes are there on this poll? Not a ton. 600. It's still a decent amount, though. Um, I mean, I would hope that... I don't again, know how This much... isn't a Bucks crowd, obviously. This is more of a whoever follows him. I have 65,000 followers across the country. I don't I don't know how how much faith I have in like you know NBA Twitter or whatever but like I I would hope that it's at least 90% <laughs> at least 90% Giannis. No. 75% did say Giannis. 25% said they would take Wembenyama over Giannis if it was offered in a straight up so, trade. So listen to this. Okay. It's the it is literally the equivalent of saying Okay, you can either have ten thousand dollars right now, ten thousand bucks, or we'll, we'll say hundred. We'll, you can have a hundred thousand dollars right now, today, no questions asked. Here's a hundred thousand dollars, or you can take the mystery box, which is worth up to a hundred and ten thousand dollars. You could, it, it, we'll see. Like, why in the hell would you not just take the 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 best case scenario for the other option is that it's slightly better than the first option. But there is so much room for it to be worse. It it it's just it's not even a debate. It's not even a question. Like there's absolutely no reason you should be taking Wembenyama. Like I I mean I I could go on and on about why that's so stupid. But it's like it the the chance the the possibility of it being better is so small, and you don't get that much better than Giannis, and the chance of it being so much worse or just worse in general is so big. It's like. And I just look at it this way, like if Wembenyama became Giannis, would that be a really, really, really good outcome for Wembenyama? Yes. So why would you not just take Giannis? Man, these people are saying Wembenyama is going to be like the greatest player of all time. The amount of pressure on this, yeah, we haven't seen that, like this since LeBron. But that's my point is like, even, even if he is, uh, you know, up there with MJ LeBron, that group, even if he is, which is such a small chance, it really is. I mean, as good as the guy is, it's a very small chance you get to that group. That's not that much better than Giannis. It isn't. Like, Giannis isn't going to be a top 10 player of all time. This isn't like Giannis is, you know, oh, he's he's a really nice player, maybe a top 50 player of all. Like, no, it, it doesn't get that much better than Giannis. It really doesn't. There's not that many guys in the history of the league better than him, you know, and he's still in his prime. It's not like he's old now. Um, so it, it makes no sense. All right. Here is the one that I wanted to talk about on Tuesday. We didn't have time to get to this one is from Nate Jones. You can follow him on Twitter at Jones on the NBA co-founder of moving souls uh, on Twitter. Also NBA agent and marketer for God or Goodwin sports. Okay. 72.8 thousand followers for one Nate Jones at the end of the day. So he had multiple tweets. This was the first tweet. First offer. Jordan Poole and Moody for Drew Holiday, who says no. So he took responses. 
Mo said, there's no way Milwaukee says yes to this. They're not taking that deal. So he quote tweets it and says, okay, consensus seems to be that Milwaukee says no. What if it's Kaminga, Moody, and Poole for Drew Holiday? I come to you, Mr. Marzian. That would mean Poole is coming back to Milwaukee uh, and to be a part of this. Kaminga gives you an athletic size, bigger type player. And, and Moody showed you a little something uh, during the playoffs. Another younger player. So you're not going into full rebuild, uh, but you do get younger players uh, back, but you're giving up, you know, probably the best defending point guard in the NBA. And one of the best point guards in the NBA, all-star uh, in that why they would do Drew Holiday in that deal to begin with when you already have Curry, unless they plan on not bringing back Clay, which I'm assuming they're going to. Uh, your thoughts, Marzian? Would you give up Holiday for that package? Absolutely no way in hell I would do that. Um, they, like, and, and this is another thing where it's like, is Drew untouchable? No, he's not untouchable. Like we, we, I'm more than fine listening to calls for him and stuff, but the number of trades that are out there that the other team would do and they also make the Bucks better is so, so, so small. Like the only way that it, anything really makes the Bucks better by trading Drew, honestly, is like if you're getting a Dame or a, like a Steph or something crazy like that. Like there's just not that many guys that you could really get that are going to be better than, you know, Drew on this team. And it's like, I know Drew's, Struggled shooting in the playoffs. I get it. I, I, I People want to jump ship because the dude has some bad playoff series and he just isn't a great scorer in the playoffs. But a couple things. His defense is still elite, and I don't care that Jimmy Butler had you know went off against us. That was not Drew's fault. That is Bud's fault for leaving a 6'3 dude on Jimmy Butler the entire series when it's clear that Jimmy can just score over him whenever he wants. Um, you know, If you don't think Drew Holiday is an elite defender, then that's your problem. That's, that's not Drew's problem. Um, number two, every, every single series basically that he's been with the bucks and really throughout his career, he's averaging like seven something assists and like two something turnovers. And I know his decision-making isn't perfect. He's not, you know, he can get a little out of control sometimes, but it's like, ultimately he gets assists. He doesn't turn the ball over a ton. You know, he's not absolutely killing you in every aspect offensively, even when his shot isn't good, does he take some bad shots? Does he force it up sometimes? Yes. And that, you know, that leads to a shooting percentage being down, but that can be fixed by changing the team around him a little bit. You know, that can be fixed with coaching. That can be, that's not just, Oh, Drew holiday sucks. And so I'm like, there's just no way I'm going to sit here and say, Oh, we need to get rid of drew. And you know, this is a trade that like, the people who really just want to get rid of Drew, they would do this because they'd be like, okay, who cares? Drew sucks in the playoffs and we're just going to get some young guys. Let's do it. No, like Drew is still a really, really, really good player. Really good. I mean, he's a top 25, 30 something-ish player in this league. And, you know, it's like if you could get, you know, alongside Drew, either a point guard that can be reliable, that, you know, that help, uh, takes away from Drew having to constantly run the offense, that would help. Or if you can get a shooting guard right next to Drew that can take pressure off him as a scorer, like either one of those would help. It's not really Drew Holiday's fault. I, I, I just, I'm not looking right at him and being like, it's all just him, him, him. I think it's a mixture of, you know, some of it is him struggling in the playoffs, but whatever. Some of it's coaching and some of it's just there. He has to be 
the, I mean, in this past series, he had to be the number one defender, you know, guarding Jimmy Butler. He had to be basically a number one ball handler and Giannis was out. So that, you know, contributed to that, but he's either going to be the number one or number two ball handler. And he has to be your, depending on when Giannis was playing number two or number three score. Like that's three key, key, key things. And he's proven that, okay, that's a little bit too much for him to handle. Like he's not going to be able to be super effective doing all those things, which is hard. You know, unless you're a superstar, usually you're not going to be, that's not, again, that's not necessarily Drew's fault. That's more of like, if you're, if you're asking one guy to do all that, that's a, that's a little bit, you know, on the team as a whole. And so I just, I, I keep coming back to like, okay, change up the things around him a little bit. Try to either get a point guard or a shooting guard that can, you know, again, either take off the ball handling pressure on Drew or take off the scoring pressure off Drew. One of those two things will help him immensely. And you know what you're going to get defensively? I, I'm just, I, I can't believe how, how many people are just done with Drew and this guy sucks. And like, I, I just can't get behind it, man. I can't get behind it. Like that, he's number one, he's clutch. Number two, he, his assist turnover ratio is really good. And number three, he gives you great defense really all the time. You know, again, just because Jimmy scored at him doesn't mean he played bad defense. So I'm really, really just on board with keeping Drew unless you get some crazy offer that you can't pass up and really just definitively makes you better. And there's just not really almost any trades out there that do that. He is Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Buck Superfan, Steve Sparky. Fiber, you can follow me at Sparky Radio. Download Green and Growing on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast ad. And, of course, uh, on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. We will talk to you again. Uh, we'll record again on Tuesday. Actually, oh, we have an announcement I forgot to make. Yeah. So starting next week, we'll actually start recording on Mondays. Uh, so the posting uh, for this will now be on Tuesday mornings starting next week. If you're asking why, simple. My seven-year-old has Little League Baseball on Tuesdays now, so I don't want to record on Tuesdays after I get on Little League Baseball. And Nathan Marzian, being the young, fine, strapping young man that he is, said, sure, Sparky, I'll switch to Monday for you, buddy. I appreciate that, Nathan. Thank you. Of course, of course. So starting next week, uh, we'll record on Mondays. It'll be posted on Tuesday mornings. Have a good one.